Flotsam and Jetsam, a Ferrochrome podcast. Hey, Jen, do you know what? What, Cheryl? <laughs> I am starving. <laughs> I did see you holding your stomach there with a little so pained look on your face. Hungry. And that's got me thinking about... Um, food. <laughs> it's got me thinking about food. <laughs> it's funny, that. Well, I think about food quite a bit. And, uh, well, you do a lot of entertaining, family entertaining, yep. and you go to a lot of dinners yep. and potlucks and things yep. like that. Potlucks. Now that, that's a topic I want to talk about because I have a bit of a, um, a pet peeve. A, about, pet, a, a potluck pet peeve. A potluck pet peeve. And you know how I love alliterations. I do. Um, <laughs> my pet, my pet pup, my pot, <laughs> what is it? My potluck pet peeve is... What Okay, so what not to bring to a potluck? Oh, there's always one dish, isn't it? That when you walk into a house and you see that one dish and you think, oh, your heart sinks a little yeah. and you think, really? Are people still making yeah. that? Jellied salad. Oh, is that yours? Well, I, you know, because it's not easy to do well. No. No. And um, what is it about the jellied salad that particularly... It's the sweet and the savory together, which I often don't mind. But in the jellied salad, I think jello, to me, is a dessert. And then jellied salad, it's neither a salad nor a dessert. And it's it shouldn't be savory. So I it just it bugs me, and it's quite a lot of work to prepare. So someone's put effort in, which a for effort. But it could have been so much better used. Exactly. <laughs> like if you got the time and the energy, do something really good. I wonder how jellied salads started. I wonder because it, in the Victorian era, mm. they made gelatin mm-hmm. and did salads and savory dishes using gelatin-based aspects mm. and so on. I just like that name. Aspect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's silly. But when it became sort of lurid, orange and green and red, sweet and jelly with the salad component. It doesn't look good on the table. So that's my potluck pet peeve is people bringing things that are just kind of eh to it. Because I think that um, potluck is a time to shine. I really do. It is. Or go simple. Go simple. Or bring... I your, don't mean you. I yeah, mean what you bring, uh, Cheryl. No, I yeah. mean bring your best dish because you only have to make one thing yeah shine maybe show off a little (laughs) i have a pet potluck peeve too what (laughs) say that five times fast nope i'm saying it once slowly (laughs) okay what is it i have a thing against those dips that you see in a round sourdough bread Mm. the bread is scooped out and it's filled with a combination of I'm not even sure exactly what and then you're meant to dip the bread Mm -hmm. that you've taken out Mm -hmm. back into the dip and I find it rather tasteless and indigestible and ubiquitous there's always seems to be one it's like there has to be one that somehow there was a rule that somebody always brought that one item if they didn't bring that they'd bring the jellied salad yes but it's the is that is that oh it's that spinach dip usually yeah. it's often a spinach dip or mm, yeah they they were big in the um 30 years ago I think you're right I think the first time I saw them was in the 1980s and I haven't stopped seeing them yeah what is wrong with people get ahead move yeah. ahead yeah now what do you like to see at a potluck well again my time to shine <laughs> I like a <laughs> I like a really good casserole 
Yeah. A one pot, it's easy. You can put a lot of uh, vegetables, uh, um, meat or meat substitutes. Mm-hmm. You can actually make it quite healthy, nutritious, yeah. and easy yeah. to carry with you. I, I I I can tell you what my favorite thing to bring to a potluck is. Would you like to know? Oh, do, of course. I may have already witnessed it. <laughs> you may Gastronomically, have. <laughs> I don't know. What is your favorite well, thing? Well, brace yourself. I'm sitting down. <laughs> it's cold. Now, I don't know... If it's the title of this recipe that I like more than the recipe itself, but the title is Classy Chicken. I'm assuming you mean like first classy chicken and not fourth classy chicken. Absolutely. It's first classy chicken. (laughs) Maybe I'll have to uh, change the name to first classy chicken. It's so good and yummy and warm and soothing and satisfying and it looks great on a buffet table. Tell me what's in classy chicken. Well, you've got your chicken. Good. You've sauteed, you've chicken breast cut up. It's really super easy. Chicken breast cut up. Um, you've got broccoli or asparagus or a mixture of the two. You've got some noodles. Um, but the the thing that sets it off is the can or two cans of cream of chicken soup mixed with, and I know, I know when I say this, people are gonna go, mm, really? But it's so good. Cans of cream of chicken soup mixed with mayonnaise. And lemon juice and curry powder. Mix it all together. Put it in the casserole dish with a layer of noodles, vegetable, chicken. Layer the sauce and then cover it with grated cheese. (laughs) Yum. And then put that in the oven. You cook it until the cheese is all boiling and bubbling and mm, yummy. And it's uh, it's a little bit of heaven. Now, how did you discover Classy Chicken? Well, there you go. It's in the famous Best of Bridge book. Do you not have uh, one or two editions of Best of Bridge? No, I think that I was away that day at school. (laughs) But I do know that they're extremely popular. I have one or two copies of Best of Bridge. A bunch of ladies got together in the 70s or 80s. They were a bridge club and they always made great food. And uh, they decided to make a cookbook called The Best of Bridge. And it is. And I don't know if you can even buy them anymore. These, But you can buy them at used bookstores. And I would highly recommend the any copy, any edition of The Best of Bridge or just use my recipe for um, classy chicken that I... Is this a recipe that you discovered through your own mother or as an adult? How did you decide uh, to actually I give discovered that one a this, go? I discovered it in my early 20s that I, I went to a potluck and my friend Joanne, and she knows who she is, made it. And I was just like, this is the best potluck food ever. And I've been making it ever since. She gave me the recipe. She gave me a copy of The Best of Bridge. And I've been making it ever since. I bet your kids love it. Uh, half of them do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've only got two. So yeah, I guess, yeah. nah. well, is the other one just not as classy? That's what we say. Or he. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we say. <laughs> Oddly enough, I have a go to mm. that is also chicken based. Is it, oh, is it your flattened chicken? It's not flattened <laughs> chicken. It's called pounded down chicken. Oh, that's a better name. <laughs> well, that was the name my mother gave it when we grew up. We would have pounded down chicken. How does it go? Well, it's a bit like a schnitzel, actually, mm. but it is a boneless chicken breasts mm-hmm. that you 
Latin. You pound them down. down, depending (laughs) on which particular verb you Mm. want to go with. And then you dip it in beaten egg. Mm -hmm. Then dip it again into a combination of crushed saltine crackers Mm. and and grated Parmesan cheese. Mm. And then you broil it or fry it in butter. Yum. And you serve with, well... We can serve it with broccoli or asparagus or a combination of well, the two. We should have we should do a combo dinner. We could. <laughs> It'd be like pounded down chicken plus a classy chicken. Yeah, we've got all the food. I think all the food's covered. That is I think we should just have a potluck between the two of us. <laughs> we would bring we'd bring it all. We'd bring it all. You never see those kind of things at buffets. Are you mm. a buffet fan? Like uh, like, like going to a buffet restaurant oh. or or an event where they're and I'm not talking about a house event yes but at a at a restaurant oh yeah yeah I, you know I I do I I have been quoted as saying my favorite food type is buffet <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah. you can have a little bit of everything now do you have a buffet strategy um well that goes hand in hand good for you yeah, I'm yeah. very proud of you Thank what you. is your buffet strategy it's you, well, first of all, make sure you have your plate, you have your cutlery, you have your napkin in hand, and you you don't spend a lot of time dawdling in the buffet. It's choose and move, choose and move, choose and move, choose and move. You keep it moving. Oh. And I get very irritated when I'm behind somebody who doesn't have the same strategy as me, and they are busy thinking too much about whether they should, should I try this item? Should I not try this item? Should I have a spoonful? Should I have two? I'm thinking just try it and move on. Keep moving. And that's my strategy. What I find that I get very annoyed when I see, well, not so much annoyed, but a little eye rolling. When I look at people entering a buffet mm-hmm. and they just start right away, they get some bread rolls, mm-hmm. they get some salad. And I'm thinking you are so wasting mm. the buffet. Well, yeah. You don't load up on salad and bread. No, Ew. I get my plate yes. and my cutlery yes. and my napkin yes. and I do a full cruise. Oh. I do a walk around and see what's there. And then I hone in on usually the most expensive items. Mm -hmm. Things like seafood, Mm -hmm. big. If there's a carvery, that would be good. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And I duck and dive. I'll take a little plate of this. And then the next time I'll go up, I'll have a little plate of this over here. Right. And But as you say, I'm not there very long because I know exactly where things are. Big important part of that is you're not adding calories at the beginning. You're able to get the good stuff in. And if you really want a bread roll or some salad, fine, have it later. But make sure you check the dessert section first because that's really key. There are some dessert sections and buffets that are really not that great. So you could go back and get a roll and salad and not feel like you're wasting calories because there's no dessert. A really good piece of bread or a good salad, way better than some uh, tasteless, sugary piece of nothing. That's right. But then there are some amazing dessert areas as well. And you need to think, okay, I must make sure that I have room for the little creme brulee or the the, uh, chia green tea sorbet Mm. or whatever it is that looks interesting. So where is the buffet that you're speaking of? (laughs) Because those sound really good. (laughs) I guess, well, you know, there's buffets everywhere. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes. There used to be more buffets. Did you notice that? Yeah. I remember that was a trend. Yes. 
it was sort of the 1970s, 1980s, especially on the weekends, Mm -hmm. but a lot of hotels would do a buffet brunch Mm -hmm. and you don't see them that much anymore. No, they're, and they're, they are quite expensive. So another one of my buffet strategies is, is to get taken to a buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little strategy of mine. Oh, I would love to go to brunch at that buffet. Is that, are you treating? Just, (laughs) and by the way, it's my birthday. That's right. Because sometimes I find you get casinos deals. all seem to have buffets. Oh. So I don't know. Is it better to go and try to gamble enough so that you can pay for your own buffet? Mm. Or is it better to go suck it up, get as much good quality buffet and feel like, okay, I'm winning already. Mm. And then go <laughs> to the casino and see if you can uh, go back for dessert or yeah, for another go back day. For dessert. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. And I'm trying to think of the last time I was at a buffet and I have to admit it was a breakfast buffet when I was traveling this past summer. Not the buffets that you're thinking of though. It was the kind of the motel buffet, the breakfast is included. So a lot of carbs, a lot of sugar. Well, I remember there was waffles, pancakes and cereal. There you go. Carbs yeah. and sugar. Yep. Yeah, that was it. That was the buffet. It was, yeah. it was, you know. You have a choice of three. Yeah. Everything's brown. Everything's brown. Um, not that memorable. So I want to go back. I want to try one of those really yummy breakfast buffets. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, no, I remember being, oddly enough, um, I was at an excellent buffet at a funeral. Oh. It was very, very good. <laughs> I know. But I, I, you know, I thought, well, this was good. Everybody is talking about the deceased in a happy way yep. because they're getting good food. They're lingering. They're sharing stories. Mm-hmm. It was actually a really good idea. Okay. Again, where, where was that? <laughs> well, it was a Ukrainian, but oh. a funeral, so maybe that's why the mm. food was particularly good. Uh, although there was one woman in front of me who was very sweet, but very chatty mm. and very dis- easily distracted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was lingering. You mm-hmm. would have hated uh. it. And it was a line. You couldn't just duck and dive. No. You had to follow the line. Yeah. And she would be standing there, leaning over and talking to this person, then that person. And there's this big backlog of people behind her. And I kept thinking, focus on the beef. Yep. Just focus on the beef. I Move towards the beef. It's a good thing I wasn't there. No. Yeah. I would, you would have, have killed taken her. her out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we know whose funeral would have been next. Exactly. <laughs> well, that has been food for thought, Jen. <laughs> Well said, Cheryl. (laughs) Now go home and eat something. Okay, I'm so hungry. Flotsam and Jetsam, part of the Ferrochrome Podcast Network.